On Living a Sex Positive Life, we explore all aspects of human sexuality. We talk about the good and the bad, the health and healing benefits, the adventures and the relationships, as well as the crimes and the tragedies. We strive to be an advocate and an empowering force in the fight for sexual freedom. Our mission is to educate, entertain, and talk about the touchy subject that affects us all, sex. Now here's your host, Angelique Luna. Well, we're just going to jump into our conversations about Playground Conference. Well, we've been gone for a, uh, a few two weeks. Two yes. Weeks. Um, but we've been very busy, uh, mostly being sick and traveling. Mostly traveling. Mostly traveling. A little sick. Well, you've been sick, but I've been better. Well, I, I was sick in between uh, transitions, between conferences. That's what happened, which was well, kind of fun. Toronto was a blast. Well, going to Toronto was, was as usual, interesting. Uh, we do love the United States TSA and their wonderful services they provide. I'm sorry. I'm going to be bashing American Airlines. This is twice I've flown with them and twice they fucked up our, our reservations, everything. Yeah, no. Yeah. I'm done. But once we were in Canada, everything was wonderful. There was food. A. A. There was food. There was people. There was culture. There was architecture. I do love Toronto. But we weren't there for Toronto. We were there for the conference. For playground, but we did make it into a vacation, and we were lucky enough to have a tour guide, so that was fun. That is true. We have to send a thank you out to our friend Mike, who took us on a little tour out there. Mm-hmm. Big shout-outs. Thanks, Mike, and his wife. So Yes. Yes, but we did go ahead and go to the playground conference, which was a three-day, uh, what would you kind of conference would you call it? It is a sex-positive conference, so it was educational in every aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does cover, uh, again, a little bit into kink, uh, into communication and relationships. Uh, it covered into... Polyamory. And a little bit on politics. Definitely polyamory and open relationships. Right. Not so much on politics. It wasn't very politically driven as Woodhall is. No. No, not, not that type. But there was a class where we did go ahead and discuss um, basically sex in society and how government's affecting that. Mm, okay. But... Uh, it was an absolutely wonderful conference. Mm-hmm. It was well organized. Um, cheers to Samantha. Samantha, who did an awesome job pulling this thing off all by herself. I know she missed a year, and we're so glad she's back. Yes, we're so looking forward. We've heard great reviews about the conference, so this was our first time going. So, But it was very, as much possible, inclusive of all types of races, ages. I mean nobody's perfect that's why you always have like the common cards of surveys how to better improve it um she does not try to discriminate against gender sexes because i know someone at the closing arguments was a little upset because there wasn't more representations of like transgender people of color um I, i just don't know what to say about that i mean i guess it's people who don't show up but, you know, Dirty Lola was there and Polly role model Kevin Patterson there. Ooh, and, and they Chris were. And Bex. And there was a whole diverse of presenters. Now, if the audience was different, again, it takes time to change it up. But she did a fabulous job with a variety of different presenters at the conference. 
I, I thought it was c- compared to other conferences we've been to. It was well balanced. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was well. Could it be more inclusive? Of course, things can always get better. But it was it was done well. Um, I enjoyed the lectures. Lectures are good with sessions. Sessions um, that we went to, especially the one given by uh, Kevin, uh, Chris, and Bex, the poly role model on um, masculinity and polyamory. Right. I need to still listen to that conversation because someone actually did record that. So yeah, we've been traveling on that. But I've heard rave reviews about that session from various different conferences. So I think he's also going to be presenting that again at Poly Dallas in July. Yes, we will be there broadcasting again. (laughs) It's going to be fun. And then me presenting Al Español, Como Hablar Con Tus... Hijos de Sexual. So I got to work on the title. Yeah, my Spanish is kind of rusty. Well, as long as you're saying the clean medical words, then yes, your Spanish is rusty. <laughs> yeah, try to practice that with my father. Yeah, bleep. But, uh, again, great conference, great parties, great after parties. Uh, I just want to give a yell out to, um, what, what is it? Uh, the swing, ah, my mind went by. The swing set crew. Um, Life on the swing set. Life on the swing set. Yes. Uh, They were, uh, again, a blast as usual. Um, It's always great reconnecting with them. I mean, it seems like we've known them since the beginning, eight years. I mean, the first time we met them was at a conference in 2012, but it's like we knew them so well through the podcast, and we still remain friends with many of the original, the OGs of the crew and meeting the new crew, which was nice. It was pretty fun. You got to see uh, Sexagogo with Dirty Lola. Yes, Sexagogo was awesome. Makes me want to go to New York and go to back a tiki bar. I'm assuming it's a tiki bar, not any tiki bar. Yeah, specific tiki bar. But you could listen to the podcast there and catch up and get kind of the same vibe, but it's better in person. Always, always better in person. But yes, fortunately, we are all separated by large distances. Extremely cross country, international, because a lot of them, it was a good mix. It was half from Canada and half from the States there at Playground. And then the half from the States was everywhere from New York and Pittsburgh, San Francisco, Francisco, or uh, we had some people from Portland, Mm -hmm. uh, all the way down to us uh, in Florida. Some people, anyone from Atlanta? Yes, there was someone from Atlanta. Mm -hmm. But anyway, all over the place was fantastic. Yeah, it was uh, Marla from Sex Down South promoting the. Yeah. I, I, well, we met Marla over at uh, Sex Down South, but when mm-hmm. you're the organizer of a convention, of a conference, you really don't have a whole lot of free time so mm-hmm. you can get to talk. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to find her kind of sitting in the hallway by herself on her cell phone when I kind of did the approach of, Marla, right? Yeah. Awesome conference. You need to do more. Because they, they did skip a year and we missed it. We needed mm-hmm. to get more excuses to come to Atlanta. <laughs> As we are currently broadcasting this episode there, we're at Leather Leadership waiting for people to come and tell us their story and how they got into leather and in their community. So, Yep, going to find out what leather means to people today because, again, there's an old guard and a new guard and some say there's no guard, they're all the same, and we're going to get everyone's opinion on what the state of or, or what leather means to them and kind of talk about on what their, their legacy, uh, mm-hmm. what they want their legacy to be. Absolutely there. That's kind of interesting. It's like just hearing about the old guard that was created from the internet. Well, the old guard was very much pre-internet, 
back when it was uh, even pre-AOL and Prodigy and all those services. It was back when you either knew someone or you like look for passwords and, and hints in back of dirty magazines and penny savers and figured out where things were. And Pennywise is not a dirty magazine. You get to advertise how to find a date there and every kind of... Well, technically, Craigslist is not an adult website either. Okay, so Pennywise was pre-Craigslist. So that's what the equivalent is of Pennywise, okay? Where you could sell all your stuff, garage sales, rent homes, that sort of thing. But now it's, uh, what do you call it, Craigslist. You well, know? It's, Cra- it's Craigslist on paper. <laughs> so You mean on uh, on stone that you chisel? <laughs> Because you're making it sound as that old. <laughs> no, but in the 70s and 80s, there were not many people who had any type of computer device. Forget about a network of such. So it was a lot different back then. Back then, it was much more about relationships because getting vetted was the only way to get into those clubs. And sometimes you'd be stopped at the door based on how you looked. And, of course, in the much more inclusive, litigious society we have in now... You know, the dungeons actually have, what is it, licenses and insurance and inspections. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about 30, 40 years ago when dungeons had a warehouse in front and a whole bunch of stuff inside that wait, people wait, 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 wait. on their own. Some, uh, some dungeons are still, sorry, dungeons are still in a warehouse environment. And, you know, our local one in Orlando is in a warehouse district. But you notice when you walk in, you look to the left there is Orange County licenses up there to say this is an established business. Oh, yeah. But I'm just saying the outdoor decor still looks the same. Yes, but at least it's not a, uh, uh, what is it, a, a more nude version of a 1920s speakeasy where you you know you knew the password to get in and had your fun. Otherwise, go away because you're, you might be the cops or, or, God forbid, the post office. Oh, oh, oh. oh yeah, the post office did have power. Yeah, because didn't we see that in that movie, um, Doctor Monster and his Wonder Women? Right there. Because uh, we're going back to forty, actually before the forties, but uh, it became much more prevalent in the forties, fifties, and part of the sixties because um, you could not ship pictures of uh, more women basically naked. Uh, they had to have clothes on, uh, which is really weird because for a country that's based on freedom, they would go through your mail and look at the contents of your mail and morally judge you on what you may or may not have and then could arrest you for putting inappropriate material in the mail. But some of those photos, come on, they were women in stockings and lingeries. They weren't nude, but... That's true. That's true. But I know there was a big battle um, that I think it was Playboy or somewhere around that era fought. Well, the 70s. Yeah, that's when uh, our, our favorite... 60s. Was it 60s or 70s? Playboys came out in the, Playboy came out in the late 50s because it got the pictures of Marilyn Monroe... And they fought a lot of it in the 60s, but that's when their subscriptions really flourished. And that's when the clubs flourished. Mm. But didn't Larry Flint fight for our rights? Larry Flynn is from is Hustler. Hustler, yeah. And Larry Flynn fought for not just, um, and I don't want to use the word tasteful, but not just for the fact that, hey, this girl is nude. 
um, he fought for the much more explicit uh, pictures. Because if you've ever seen Hustler vs. Playboy, they are very different magazines. One, one has, you know, a girl bent over, and another one has a girl bent over holding her, you know, in pussy open and mm-hmm. uh, getting a lot more explicit. Now, those, somewhere there was a limit back in the 60s, the line kind of moved. And in the 70s, when he started, early 70s, when he started to do Hustler and started pushing those, there was a whole nother legal battle that that was inappropriate material and should not be on the shelves. So that battle uh, fought, and he won it. Unfortunately, some loser shot him, and that's why now when you see Larry Flynn... Um, He's in a wheelchair. He's paralyzed from the legs down, so... That, it's it, j- just so sad, a man fighting for civil liberties and freedom uh, taken out by, by some selfish person like that. Well, I mean, we're still fighting to this day. It's I like, think we always will be. True, and there's always going to be some Puritan conservative fighting and at the same time they're a closeted case doing all the things they're they're fighting against it's that as well i also think it's the fact that um and it's something what our mission is and what we're trying to educate is just because it's not your kink doesn't mean it's not someone else's because i always laugh at the the, again the poly people coming out saying oh yeah i'm poly here's my boyfriend here's my husband here's my girlfriend oh but i'm not a swinger and the swinger people are going oh we're swingers but yeah, we, I mean, we have fun and sex, but we don't like get emotionally involved with people. So it's time for these groups to, to stop pointing fingers at each other and unite. So as much as we will point at the conservative right and say, hey, 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 this is our freedom. This is our choice. This is what we're doing. We also need to look at the people just slightly to our neighbor <laughs> and support them as well. Just remember, poly is hearts, not parts. That means you get emotionally involved. You're not just, you know, having random sex with people. And swingers see it as parts, not hearts. You know, just going having sex with whoever and not getting emotionally attached. But by the end of the day, there is some kind of connection, whether it be friendship, whether it be romantic. There is still a connection. So stop judging each other well it's also funny how many overlap we tend we tend to like throw those lines away and just jump between them because we'll hang out in kink communities and poly communities and swinger communities in, in, in what what we go down to uh nudist resorts um you know we're never lifestyle just popping up and say hey teach us about your stuff we want to be educated we don't want to be ignorant but, but so yeah. many people jump between those lifestyles because like right now we're, we're at leather leadership we're going to find those in leather who are monogamous and those who are non-monogamous and it, it's it's a mix of all of them it's like when you go into a kink community uh go to our local dungeon we're going to find people there who are completely monogamous and and people who are poly and people who are swingers and people who do all the other different stuff but also we discovered like in the kink community i guess I don't, it's so hard to bridge the gaps here. And well, I would say power exchange communities that we, we discovered that there was a couple that they're together, but they're sexually monogamous. Okay. So they only have sex with each other and nobody else, but yet they are kink polyamory. So they could go and play BDSM power exchange with other playmates which I found fascinating and interesting at the same time. So which category do you technically fall under? Because you're not really polyamory because you're not having sex with somebody, but you're definitely 
together with somebody. Very interesting. Yeah. Hey, everyone. It's Angelique Luna. I'm here at the Leather Leadership Conference with John C. Luna. Hello. And we have our first guest here, Master Ben. Is that? That's correct. All right. Tell us a little bit, everything about you and the history, because you, you were telling us a little beforehand, and I just got intrigued. So, well, yeah. I'll throw right out there. He has director written across his name badge over here. So we're talking to the guy right now. <laughs> I, I am currently chairman of the Leather Leadership Conference. I have been part of the Leather Leadership Conference since 2008. Um, have been on the board for four years. This will begin my fifth year. And this past year I was elected chairman. And I have been part of the leather community, the leather kink community, actively since mid 1980s before we even really knew what it was um, this was before the time of the internet it was before the time of google search it was before the time of a lot of the little local groups that you know <clears throat> it was where this activity this lifestyle was pretty much underground mm -hmm. You had to search for it. You had to go behind closed doors uh, to get it, whether you were gay, bi, straight, or just kinky, in order to participate and find others that shared this. It was very much underground that you really had to go searching for it. And that's kind of how I came into it um, through many of the very circles back alleyways kind of things really sounds like the age of the dinosaur for the king community pretty much um you know there a lot of people that tend to look at the leather community tend to trace at least the modern version back to immediately following world war Two. Where a lot of the gay guys, and there were gay guys in the army in World War II and before, because gay guys have been around since forever. Um, you know, Johnny came marching home after the war, and these, a lot of these gay guys had found they kind of liked the structure of the protocols of the military, and, and they had now gone and looked beyond their backyard and seen the world and had expanded their horizons and wanted to do things their way mm -hmm. and so they didn't feel at home in the Norman Rockwell Donna Reed world <laughs> and they began to migrate towards the motorcycle clubs mm -hmm. because they were the closest thing they could kind of identify with. Um, and, and not all of the motorcycle clubs were gay guys, but, mm -hmm. you know, they, they was that rebel, that outlaw kind of thing that appealed to them. And so they begin to really embrace this freedom of being me, mm -hmm. exploring the things I want to do in my own way, 
and being a bit of that sexual outlaw, uh, rebelling against the norms, mm-hmm. um, being free to exactly just be who you are. And, you know, that was true of a lot of the motorcycle clubs. The difference with the, the gay leather scene was that they were particularly interested in being that sexual outlaw and exploring from that aspect of it. Um, The leather aspect of it just kind of came to be, you know, the the Wild Bunch, the movie Wild Bunch with Brando was kind of a a watermark of the movie poster came out with Brando perched on with this leather mirror cap and and everybody thought that's just hot as hell. And so everybody it looked good. Well, yeah. And so, and everybody went out and got one. So it evolved. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it slowly over time became, and, and people start talking about, you know, earned leathers and it. Traditions evolve and change, and we make them what they are. Mm-hmm. This thing about the earned leather, when Brando came out with that hot look on the poster, People just went out and bought the damn leathers because it looked hot. And that's what, you know, I want to express myself that way. And so it has evolved gradually and expanded just beyond gay leather, but to pansexual leather by, you know, the leather culture. Um, I, I Somebody asked me one time, what does leather mean to you? Mm-hmm. And you hear people talk about, well... Leather is, you know, just good people, and you know, you're you're good to your people, and you take care of this, yada yada. And I was listening to this long list of things that they were spouting off, and you know, I'm I'm old. I I came up in the 40s and 50s, and I heard this list of attributes that they were saying belonged to. It was good about being leather. And in the back of my mind, I said, I've heard that before. And this little light goes on and says, when I was a kid, I used to watch Gene Autry on the radio, on the TV shows, and that was Gene Autry's The Cowboy Code. Mm -hmm. And if you actually look for Gene Autry's Cowboy Code, you will see this list of things that a lot of leather people spouse that this is why I like leather. I'm like, hell, that's like, Back in the 40s, Gina, that's just being part of a decent person. Wow. Interesting. I never thought of Gene Autry com- code with the leather community. Well, now I got it's, just, it. it's, it's, yeah. just, it's just this list of things that people in today's that don't really understand think of, I, I attribute this to being leather because I do this, this, and which is basically just things you do to be a decent human being. Right. What really separates the leather community is that we like to be the sexual outlaws. We we not only are, you know, we take care of our own and we do it, but the, the outlaw part, the rebel part, mm-hmm. was what was the, the seed of the beginning mm-hmm. that really set us apart. And so we have grown from that. And it's part of just being who we are. Are being independent, you know, being trustworthy, and all of those good things that just makes us good human beings. 
but we want to that individuality that sets us apart and the freedom to be this is how we like to be you know tilting at windmills from time to time whatever those windmills may be <laughs> that's awesome so I want to ask you so you've been in the uh, uh, leather community for a very long time yes how do you see your legacy here I owe a lot to the leather men and women that came before me. When we look at the early history, there was, and continues to be, but particularly in the early days, a lot of bigotry, a lot of hatred, a lot of discrimination, mm-hmm. um, Let's face it, back in the 40s and 50s, if you were deemed a sexual deviant, gay or whatever, you could be arrested, you could be beaten up, hell, you could be assaulted and even killed Mm -hmm. just because you were different. And a lot of the people in that era were killed and beaten and given a lot of hard times, lost jobs, you know, lost families, because they were willing to step out and see. The price they paid for their leather paved the way for what we now have today. We are better off than they were, but we're not where we need to be. There are still people that are being oppressed and harassed and ostracized because of their sexual preferences, whatever they may be. And hopefully part of my legacy is that I'm a link in the chain that keeps this legacy going towards true freedom and true ability to express ourselves and be who we are. And, you know, I'm just one of the small little pieces in a legacy of people that have built the road to where we are. And we thank you very much for that because I know some of the younger generation um, are a little bit spoiled because they don't remember a lot of the struggles and fights that the previous generation had to go through for what they currently have. I mean... Yes, they're continuing fighting now, but their struggles were not as severe as when you were growing up and first coming into the community. Today, if you're a young young person that has an interest, Mm -hmm. and you go on Google and you type in BDSM or kinky sex or leather, whatever, you get like 10,000 references of loop groups and our activities that are near your own local community. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of these little small groups that kind of birds of a feather like to flock together and hang out and meet with each other. And so it's relatively easy whether you're male, female, submissive, dominant, or just kinky to do a Google search and find others near you 
they share the same interest, and they're usually having munches and or meetings of some kind where you can, in a very public place, go out and, and get to know other people. This is an advance from where it was. Mm-hmm. It was not this way back in the 40s and 50s. You know, part of the hanky code that the people talk about, well, the hanky code was developed quite frankly, as a way to communicate silently without getting your ass beat up in a, a public bar or place just because if you approach somebody and were perceived to be weird, <laughs> you could, in fact, be arrested if not beaten up or, or killed. So something as simple as the psyche code developed from this this need to communicate. That's that's amazing because I always saw the kinky code, the, the handkerchief, as just an easy way to spot the people you're interested in. But I never actually thought of it as a need for protection. Yes, which is where it came from. The reason, I mean, there's variation depending on how much history you search. You know, it goes even back to the cowboy days and some of that. But generally speaking. The, the hanky code as we know it today evolved because people that wanted to connect for whatever purpose, top, bottom, you know, if you went into a bar or some public venue looking to make a hookup or a connection for whatever reason and you approached somebody and that somebody happened to be not of your kindred, it very likely could be that you would be accosted or arrested or just flat beat up just for making a suggestion. Well, that's so, bad but, for the colorblind guy. Yeah. Yeah, very bad. I'm glad, I'm glad we're past that. I'd be in real trouble. But, yeah. but, you know, and so this, this hanky code helped it evolved step by step of how we could identify people that had similar interests and that it was, okay, if this guy's wearing a name, I can at least approach and, and talk to him mm-hmm. from that standpoint. And, you know, little bits and pieces along the way that have been a legacy for many of us as, as we moved along. Now, my question would be, how is the transition from leather and kink and I guess power exchange all together because as far as I understood, leather was leather and then, you know, eventually they brought in the kinky stuff or was it always combined together? We have diversity. You have kinky people that have nothing to do with leather. They're just kinky to be kinky and get their kink on and do whatever. You have people into puppy play. You have people into pony play. You got people that are into littles and, you know, the, the dog. We have a vast variety of kinky interest. The leather community represents a small segment that identify back to that leather culture or subculture. Um, leather men and leather women. We have a kindred that kind of traces back to this this rebel outlaw, you know, that, that goes ultimately back to the motorcycle gangs and, and 
the leather that came out of that. But we're just a subculture of a whole variety of spectrum of people that have kinky interest. Well, let me ask you just one more question. This is more towards the event itself. Um, how would you tell people what happens at the Letter Leadership Conference? In 1996, a group of gay leather men in New York recognized, well, gay leather men and women, recognized that the leather community had a need for leadership training. If we are to advance our cause, we actually need to identify and help train leaders in our community. And leadership training is leadership training, regardless of what side trimmings you hang on it, whether you're talking about leadership training in corporate America or leadership training in your local church community. Leadership has a lot of similarities and, and needs or purpose. And so in 1996, a group of the leather community envisioned a need for identifying and training leaders in the leather community and began what has now become the Leather Leadership Conference. Nice. That's going on now 22 years? Since 1996. That's fantastic. Well, thank you very much for your time, Master Ben. Yes. And... We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having us here. Glad to be here. Having people tell their stories. Thank you. This is John C. Luna. And this is Angelique Luna. And if you like the content we've been putting on Living a Sex Positive Life, then we need your help. For as little as a dollar a month, you can give to our Patreon account, which will help us... Seriously? It works for PETA. Why not us? We're, we're starving sex educators here. Let's just tell them what they get. For as little as a dollar a month, we'll give you all past content and bonus content. But if you're able to give just a little bit more, we can give them what? Video content? We could give them a one-on-one 30-minute Skype. They could have a private access to a group chat. Or even better, we could answer one question per month. So if you like what we're doing and you want us to keep doing it, please go to our Patreon page for Living a Sex Positive Life and give generously. Oh, dear God. Hi, we're talking to AC Nye. It's all right. Don't feel bad. I'm, I'm... I like how it goes with that one. I'm still, recover- I'm still recovering from a cold, so y- you can right. take over now. Well, we're talking with AC over here. He's a, uh, I won't say newbie, but newer mm-hmm. uh, yes, sir. to the leather community. So welcome and tell us uh, what brought you into the leather community. Well, I actually walked in unexpectedly is the best way to put it. Um, six, seven years ago now I met who is now my leather mother at a my first demo play party at a kink event. And during that first couple years of our friendship she was teaching me different things bdsm and me being i was being submissive i was, thought i was a top but she taught me and a few others taught i have a switch submissive um but it was probably about two and a half years in one summer about five years ago there was on vet life there was a lady i don't remember the name was offering a submissive class and it taught us kind of the meanings of submissive 
and we had to do different little educational class style work. And one of them was like figuring out what song describes your personality or your way of thinking of being a submissive. And for me, it's, um, now of course it leaves my mind. Sweet Dreams. There we go. Sweet Dream by the Eurythmics. Because from it the is. The original very, version. The, well, I like the original, but I also like the one from. Um, a Wrinkle in Time? No. Uh, no. Um, it's in the one that's in the movie with the, about, with the lady that gets sent to an insane asylum and they're doing the. Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch, yes. That one. That okay, one. That is, version is good too. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but for me, that does describe me a bit, both in the real world and in my leather. Is yes, I want to. I torture and abuse in my own ways, and legal out legally is of course. But of course. then also too, I want to be the one receiving because it helps release. But um, after attending that, probably three months later, I kept in touch with her and all my other friends, and she pulled me aside and she said we were going to do this at another time, but you're right here. She present. She asked me to sit. I sat and. She presented to me and explained how I earned my leather bracelet that I'm wearing today. Um, and with my understanding of leather, because I'm still learning, I actually got stagnant in the community, both kinky and leather. But it's been the last two years where I've dove in. I'm in a leather family, and they are all about teaching. And we're trying to teach both what it means to be leather and the service with it. So my understanding is it's helping out your friend, helping out even the community, even non-kink or non-leather community, being a volunteer, putting forth that effort, also to learning about yourself and growing. Um, and I've gone through a lot of growth. So I actually had one of my leather family say to me a year and a half ago, if I didn't make the change that I did, whatever change it was, I don't remember exactly, I will probably not be in where I'm at today. And there was something I changed. And I'm still growing, I'm still learning. That's for me personally, I want to learn every day because I want to know the more history because I've actually opened the door and learned that leather started many, many moons ago and it has a wide background. So I want to figure out that wide background and see how it came to where it is today. That's awesome. Um, so I always hear about, uh, in leather, like you said, a leather family. Leather family, mm-hmm. Which is a, a new new concept. We all say we have families here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you mean by and how does that work for you? How do you find one? Well, that's a very interesting question. I'm still learning that as well. What I can best way to put it is kind of take any group of friends and y'all you're you're at that close niche. Within this, we were very good close friends, but we also treat each other like family. We do have a matriarch and a patriarch uh, when we see, and they do both fit that role of mother and dad figure. But then we're all, all of us others, we're all on an equal playing field. But um, it's mainly, to my knowledge, the way I'm understanding, good group of friends that are following the leather lifestyle, teaching each other and helping within the community. And it's just very close niche. And we do treat each other like family. We'll break each other down, and then we pick each other and build each other up, just like you would do in a normal family. That's great. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, something that's missing in today's society, mm-hmm. I'm being tongue-tied too. All right, don't worry about it. Is we're all put on that army of one, I like to call it. Mm-hmm. That, you know, we, we connect through our phones, but there's so little socialization. Mm-hmm. Um, the joke of the family sitting down with their cell phones and nobody's talking. Very true, yeah. They, we, group of friends, we did that with a game in a different context. But with us, 
we're all, most of us are centralized in where we live at uh, between the Carolinas is the best way to put it, but some of the rest of us in the family are out every day due to our work. And so we do actually use the Facebook to communicate, but when we're together, we all try to put it away, but we also use it to help sometimes enhance or maybe just kind of take a break from it just like you would in your normal family. There are times with even my own mother, blood mother, there are times like, hey, I'm done listening to you. I'm going to go deal with my phone for a bit or my computer. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. We, we try to stay away from the parents as much as possible, but sometimes it's, yeah. yeah. But isn't there, like, the structure similar to in the leather family? Like, there's, I, I don't want to say, like, Please forgive me if I, I use the wrong terminology, mm-hmm. like a dom or a sub or a master or a sir or a... It's more of a patriarchy. Yeah. The, it, what I have gathered, and this is the best answer I can give you, it is depending on each family or each club or each organization or group. With ours, there is a matriarch-patriarch. Okay. And then... Than the rest of us siblings, best way to put it, um, we're all even even within mother father, we're all equal level. But mom and dad, in essence, kind of have the final say. Gotcha. Um, but it all within us, we're all switches except for a couple. Um, I'm a switch as well, but I lean submissive, and a lot of us are switches. And that's for for our group. There really we don't follow that, but there are some where it does follow. Um, a master-slave or master-subs, etc. Mm-hmm. type relationship. Um, as you get into some of the other kink side of things with the poly families or different things like that, then yes, you have that. With the leather side, there is, but I think it's all depending on what you want to do, how y'all decided how it all comes together. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's like it, it's it's different from what we've heard from I guess the old guard, that mm-hmm. how structure it is, yours is more fluid. There is fluid. There is a structure. We, we, we do have a structure. Um, but it's not as rigid as the previous generation. That part I can't quite say because I don't know all of the, okay. the old guard. I've heard about it, and I know it follows a lot of the military style mm-hmm. of ordering. With ours... No, there's not much of that. No, we, we, we have our structure. We respect each other and we go forward through it and we all keep our communications. We all try to keep each other on the same playing field, mm-hmm. but we know at times when mom and dad put down that foot, it's the foot. That's what it is. So there, there's a little bit. It's kiss the foot. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry. It's, just, it's, okay. it's like a movie well, reference. There, there, there's a yeah. lot of crossover again between yeah. kink. You said you came into this uh, from the kink community mm-hmm. and ended up. In leather, some people come into leather and end up in the kink community, mm-hmm. but we, we all have our different paths in there. Yes. Um, one of the things I keep hearing uh, anywhere in leather is community and education. Yes. So being a new person here, and like I said, being about two years, um, how, do, how have you seen that role in the leather community as far as giving back to the community, as far as presenting um, education? Well, I've attended, this is my first time here at LLC, but... With where I'm at in the Carolinas, I've attended, uh, it was called Leather History Conference, Leather History Conference, can't speak, uh, LHC, or now what is called Leather Hith- History Preservation, LHP. Um, tended that to get the more in-depth and hear all the different stories, definitely from, that's all right, it happens. Um, but you hear the stories of kind of the old guard, of how things were, how they came in. Um, was listening to one, the gentleman was... Tennessee area or something and listening to his style and what came where he came from and now how it's dying out due to different things I won't say what but um 
it, it, it's fun to hear that. And then even for myself personally, this year or last end of last year, I actually, with a group of friends I've made where I live at, a friend of mine created a local kink educational group. Um, and it's because we, with where we're located, we don't want to drive to the two big cities that are over an hour away, but we want to try to keep something local, small, and expand. Mm-hmm. And she, the way my friend is doing it is she wants to talk about different topics like uh, the coloring system for safe words or power exchange, power exchange. And then I, one of the things she is interested because in, she's seen me active with my leather family, what we've done, is she's asked me to speak on the history of leather. Mm-hmm. And when I dove into that, I told her, I said, I'm not the brightest in the world because I'm still learning. So I reached out to my leather mama as the first role. She told me to talk to two other very dominant leather that know the history. And when I walked into it, I was like, oh, crud, because it gave me enough room, that, enough information to fill this room. Mm-hmm. So, but I chose a small part of it of how you earn your different pieces, the leather bracelet, your leather vest, your leather boots, and I talked to it from that point. So I gave back what I had learned just from my family but from what others. So, And I've heard that and seen that and have com- communications with a couple people every day to try to keep an idea of what's going on. Well, it's good to see that uh, mm-hmm. the history is not getting lost. No, that it is being passed down. Mm-hmm. It is. So, it, it seems like it's the old way of oral history. It's not mm-hmm. being written because, as far as I know, I don't, I haven't seen books talking about the old leather history because all the information we have acquired through the years has been through storytelling and mm-hmm. oral traditions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is. yeah. There is one thing, and I don't know if it's following that, but I know at LHP uh, up in the Carolinas when we host, when it's hosted, they have the uh, leather library, and it has some of the old information Ooh. from that. Um, so they, I don't know how far back that dates. I know I've seen some of it, and it does have even some of the newer, but with some of the old stuff, old, old education of leather. So they do exist. There's oh, some. Yes, there's some. They do. I, I like this leather and kinky historians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. That should be an actual title somewhere. If it paid, I would jump on that job. <laughs> We're not getting paid right now as it is, so what the heck? <laughs> well, we do it for a love. Yes, sir. So. so there you go. You could be a kinky leather historian for love. Mm-hmm. That sounds very hippie when you add the for love at the end of it. <laughs> Which is completely opposite. (laughs) Yeah, which is which completely opposite of the actual theme when it comes to leather and kinky because they they're the sexual rebellion guys. They are. They do. They came from uh, what is it? Sex sex rebels is what I was always thought. Yeah. See, this is contagious. Now I'm tongue tied. It's going around. (laughs) It's all right. It happens. Well, thank you very much for your time, Macy. You're very welcome. Thank y'all. Bye. Okay, so last question okay. we always ask is, where do you see your legacy going? Where do you want to be remembered in the King community? Leather. Leather. Sorry. Leather. Yeah. Uh, or both. Both. Kink side and can tie to the leather is I, I am being considered and I am a submissive to my mistress and I would one day hopefully kink-wise possibly develop to be her slave. Right now I'm too much of a switch and too much dom in my real world to let somebody else control me um but for leather the main part definitely being active and learning and try to pass on what i do know and what i have gained um eventually sometime down the road would love to earn my leather leather vests and leather boots because both of those signifies things like the leather bracelet as i mentioned earlier 
that signifies my initial start in the community of learning who I am and where I want to be. The boots signify your walk and your path in the community, and the vest is continuing that walk and having a deeper community within the community, being more involved, etc. So eventually, one day down the road, no, I'm not rushing for it because I think that would that would really screw things up. So I don't feel it. I personally don't feel I'm ready for any of those. Okay, cool. And is, does that include the pants and the cap? There, there is some of that. The cap, um, what I have learned, and I don't know the 100% actually, but what I have learned is the leather cap is actually more for the dominant masters, and it's actually given by the submissive or slave to that master or dom because the slaves and slave slash submissive sees that person every day or interacts with them and so they know all the flaws and they know even though with those flaws they're still going to lead it right and keep it going oh interesting that, never that, heard that perspective well one thing they love is finding out the different definitions and i'm still learning i still screw up as well so don't feel bad i'm novice and learning. well it's not even thinking about it as screwing yeah. up it's that like you said from the carolinas here's what the definition is of getting capped we've actually talked with someone who was from out west a few months ago, and yeah. his concept was it was given to you by the community. So it was given I've, by a whole group of people. I've heard that too, and that, um, from what tying in with that, there, when what I've heard, learned, because it, it is tied into that, um, is to get your master's cap. Yes, your, your submissive slave says it, but they have to go to somebody who's already earned it, and it could be within the whole community, presents it to them. Um, there's, there is that tie with it as well, yes. I have heard that. Live and learn. So many mm-hmm. new things. Oh, oh yeah. very much so. Definitely. Well, thank you, AC. We you're appreciate very, your time. You're, you're very welcome. And the stories. You're very welcome. Poly Dallas Millennial is a symposium about consensual and ethical non-monogamy. We're going to be broadcasting from there from July 13th to the 15th down in the Dallas area. I will also be doing presentations in Spanish for how to speak to your kids about sex and cookies and consent, all in Espanol. So if you're in the Dallas area or you can come and travel, come visit us and say hi. See you there. Hi there. So we're here now with Don and Nay. And tell us a little bit about yourselves. Um, I uh, born and raised in, uh, up in, uh, in Connecticut. Um, affluent family. Uh, born to school, college, and all that. Uh, moved down to Georgia. Um, you know, met my loving wife here. Um, different background from us. She's from more of a blue-collar background. Um, both of us were in the lifestyle when we met. Um, and we, we do a lot of things together. We, you know, we do pony play, and we were part of a, a um, kink, uh, kink-oriented uh, motorcycle riding club. That's a great combination. I know. I've never even heard of that one. Kink, kink motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we kink we, 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 yeah, we're, we're the ones that come, you know, come and uh, beat ass and then fuck it. No. Um. <laughs> okay, how do we join? I have to come back for that one. You can say it. It's very explicit. You know, it's hold no boundaries here. <laughs> So I'm actually rope pony, not nay. Nay is what I do. Um, and I've been in the community for about 20 years now. Um, it all started by someone leaving a book open on their, or a web page open on the computer. And he said, go look at it. And I said, okay. So I went and looked at it and 
I got it. Um, as he said, we come from, I'm from a blue-collar family. Um, my dad was chief petty officer in the Navy. My mother was a stay-at-home wife. Um, my dad used to crawl around on the floor, growling at my mother, and chase her to the house. So apparently, Keith comes naturally. Naturally to us. Yeah, I mean, for me, my my introduction to Kink was a uh, really was more by accident and uh, a series of different girlfriends who, you know, as I got kinkier and kinkier, uh, you know, you start running to the, you know, you you start refining your taste from uh, vanilla to this is rather boring. How about we try this next? And um, I mean, this uh, this I wasn't um, being ten years older than my wife is. Um, really at the dawn of the internet so i've really at that point there wasn't a whole lot on the internet so it's more videos and books that you know you ran into and then you caught interest and you try i tried this and i tried that and my progression was more of a um was kind of a self-exploration um not a immersion until i ran into one the old uh, yahoo chat uh, dungeon rooms nice um, back in 2004, 2005, when I started seeing there was a larger community. Other before that, it was more of in the bedroom and not really knowing that it actually had a name. We all did it. We could blame our old girlfriends for it, but uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. Back then, it, it was some that, that that you had to look for. It wasn't out there like it is today. Oh yeah, no Fifty Shades of Grey to you know to. To get you titillate you interest you and then you went into it. It was kind of more the you stumble upon it. You stumble upon it. You know, maybe on the back page of Hustler or something like that. You know, like, the Pennywise. Well, yeah, and then, exactly. you try, and then you try it and say either A, we'll do that again, or B, aren't you glad we didn't end up in the ER? Yeah, and kind of went from there. Or run away, run away screaming. Run a what? Run, run away sc- screaming. Yes, run away screaming. That does happen on occasion. <laughs> on occasion, but sometimes it's a good thing. Then well, they chase you. That's a whole different primal play. We'll get uh, <laughs> primal. Pony, pony girl. There you uh, go. Pony girl. Yeah, you're, you're forgetting. Well, you know, sometimes you don't relate primal play with pony play. You know, that's why. I'm a very primal pony. Okay, there you go. There we all go. We, we, we were talking about how we also cross so many boundaries, that we have such a leather community here. Mm-hmm. And obviously, all, not all, some goes over to kink yeah. quite a bit. And then how much kink we go into. And now motorcycles. So we're making all the connections here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, the motorcycles, you know, it's community and it's kink because we're all like-minded kinky people. And we like wearing leather. So it kind of just molds together. We just get together and have a good time. Well, I mean, and the great thing about at least uh, with our particular club, uh, the Red Dragons, is that we actually bridge that bond between the BDSM community and then the general public because we're on the roads. We're sharing the roads with the, you know, with the Christian riders, with the outlaw riders, with the other riding clubs and such. Not, and you know, when you sit there and you tell someone, "Oh yeah, we five hundred CCs and more, uh, any rate, uh, any ethnicity, any sexual orientation and such." Not, and so what do you mean by sexual orientation? It's, well, yeah, you could be riding next to a uh, tranny, and some people are very. Oh, that's kind of neat. Not something I would do. And then there's other people going <gasps> and backpedal and backpedal and backpedal. I, I'm still getting back to Christian motorcycle riders. Yeah, they, they <laughs> do exist. They do exist. Know, I'm 
I'm so comfortable with all the kink and the leather, but just hearing Christian freaks me out. So. Well, we're in the Bible Belt. Well, yeah. So we, there, just... there is a good bit of Christian motorcycle groups down here in Georgia, especially. I think I know about three of them here. Yeah. That's just fascinating right there. Well, I'm just glad you're using, uh, like I said, a motorcycle club to kind of span the realm and, and promote education through it. Oh, yeah. That what you have in common is, is the motorcycle, but at least you get all your other... Uh, well, because it's a, it's a great segue. If you last question, do what do you what do you do? I mean, like Fifty Shades of Grey. Well, yes and no, but a little bit more, and you know, a little bit more on the on, on the pain part, and a little less on the titillation part. <laughs> um, a little less with the drama and flying he- and crashing helicopters, but a lot more with the pain and the fun. <laughs> yeah, the monster- you do not crash your motorcycle. Yeah. No, no, that's an expensive toy. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about the Red Dragons. Um, the group was started, uh, what, about four years, five, six years ago mm-hmm. by, um, a gentleman out in California, uh, Master, um, Drew. Drew, and he, um, started out, he started the first chapter in California, and then they, we now have five chapters. Yeah, we're the, we were the fourth chapter in Virginia, was the fifth chapter. Yeah. Um, and we have, um, what, Nevada, Las Vegas, uh, Louisiana, here in Georgia and then up in Virginia, um, we're a. Uh, I mean, our primary interest is you know riding motorcycle and kink, but it, it that's loyalty, what loyalty, community, uh, respect, everything that a motorcycle club does. But on the kinky side, with we're, and we're just a riding club. We don't hold any uh, bottom rockers or anything like that that they can argue with us about. We're just like to have fun and ride pretty cool motorcycles and talk about things we know about sweet and then you guys said you were sponsoring the boot black. Boot black. Boot black okay can you explain that to our audience what that is uh the boot black is um a group of people who enjoy taking care of leather whether it be boots jackets vests chaps anything to do with leather they like taking care of it and cleaning it and so here at the conference they have booth sets up down one of the rooms and you sit at the booth, and the boot black will take care of your shoes, clean them, polish them, sometimes get off on them. Um, depends on what their kink is. I guess they'll do that with my uh, leather coat, because I have a full-length leather coat. They've, if, if certain ones, probably could. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're even like, if you want to bring your leather motorcycle seat in, we'd love to do that, too. Well, they also do, it's their kink, so it's also sensual. Like with him, if I was a boot black, I would enjoy rubbing the leather on him, or he would he would enjoy it too. So it's a yeah. two way transfer. Gotcha. It, it's so a, your it's coat part maybe he wear it. They may both yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, but it's it's part of that energy transfer of mm-hmm. control and dominance. Um, it's it, a lot of that still goes on with it. Um, there's a level of service, at least for the boot black, um, to whoever they're working with, to you know, bring that service to them. Um, and we, we, as a club, we actually sponsor boot blacks, um, at other events as well as self. Um, in the past, we've done uh, Southwest Leather Conference um, and other events as well. We just have a boot black who's one of our members of the riding club. Well, a cu- couple, actually. Well, the one here in one, Alabama. Yeah, our <laughs> chapter, yeah. yeah. Awesome. So, let me ask you, uh, we're at the Leather Leadership Conference, our first conference. Mm-hmm. Of seeing all this, so we, we've heard about the bike club, we've heard about the kink, which is of course our favorite. Yeah. But 
what does leather mean to you? For someone who's never heard of leather before and say, what is leather? How would you explain that? These, day, these days, um, there are so many different views of leather. It really is a personal thing. For me, it's more of the tradition, more of the uh, kind of more of the hierarchy of it, the the dominant submission of of it. Um, the clothes look great too. Don't get me wrong. Oh, um, definitely. Yeah, no, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, um, and to some extent, it, it is a little bit. It leans back. It goes back to some of the um, when people think of you know BDSM and such on it's. You know, even you know, if you remember the old police movies where they had the blue oyster bar, and you know, um, now you're going back. So yeah, for the youngins, that's a 1980s movie. movie. Yeah, you know, or you know, Great you, times. yeah, you know, or the village people again, going back to the oh, 70s yeah. now. Um, but the entire idea of the the biker leather cap and all all that good stuff. Um, the same thing with uh, who am I thinking of? Um, heavy metal band um, lead singers uh, is Lifestyle. I can't think of his name. Um, Death Leopard, Axl Rose. No, you know you, you know who I'm talking uh, about. I'm, I'm trying to. Think. This is way out of my range. I'm a new age no, girl. Yeah. Wear leather, but, but that yeah, wasn't him. No, 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 no. It's, it's definitely not glam. Rob, uh, Rob, um, Rob Zombie. No, no. Thomas. No. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're throwing um, out names here, but, man. You know, because but he, he he's a, you know he. He's what? a gay. He, he's a gay gentleman. No. He started wearing wearing leather um, on the stage, just kind of part of his get up and everything. That looks cool. No one realized you what know, he was doing. What? Yeah, where where this was coming from. Um, Rob Hedford or something like that. Um, Are you talking about Motorhead? Not Motorhead, okay. but, but that, same, that same right genre. That same yeah, thing. that same That's genre. I just keep on thinking this one song. We got another thing coming, and I can't. Leather. Think of it. Um, but anyway, but in, in my mind, I'm just trying to get rid of everyone who uses like a can of hairspray just to get on stage. Oh no, 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 it wasn't that. Oh no, no, no. He, no, <laughs> no, no, he, he was he, saying pre-glam rock. Well, okay. no, yeah, yeah. He yeah. no, no. He was never. This was ne- this is old heavy metal, not the hair uh, glam. So not quite right, right around Metallica or before. What around that same time? Maybe the, oh, I can't think. It will probably come out oh, before we get yeah. down with the, this. Yeah, we have all weekend together. Yeah, yeah, yeah we all weekend together. But um, and we'll edit it in. But I mean, like for, but as I said, for like for the the entire thing with, with leather is 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 the I is thinking back to the old you know because a lot of those um, servicemen coming out of World War Two and Korea and all that. It, Come through all that kind of bond, you know, bonding through being shelled and the trials and all that, um, you know, looking for the excitement in the motorcycle bars in the you know, the different type of family than mom and dad, where they're accepted for who they are and what they are, um, including being gay, um, that they're not going to be judged for what they are, and you like with similar people. And then when you get things, that's where you get things such, such as like uh, old guard, new guard, um, that type of leather where there's a lot of um, mystique to it, a lot of glam to it now that, you know, 40, you know, 40 50 years, 60 years down the road, you know, you, you read a lot of things about it. And the more and more I get the impression that a lot of that really was kind of more of like porn for gay men. Um, <laughs> you know, because you know, it, it's like the thing you walk in a bar and everyone and everyone's wearing vet, leather vests and boy shorts and 
chaps and harnesses and all that. I'll be here later tonight. Yeah, I'll be later <laughs> preview things to come. Um, it was but at that the Oscars. But I don't think, but I think that's a later incarnation and view of it, but it's that type of camaraderie, a kind of acceptance of who you are and what you are and how you fit into a small, smaller, tight-knit community. And leather is, smells good. Um, I like to sniff it. Yeah. Uh, well, that goes back to my... Have you walked into vendor room? Yes, yes. we were in there earlier. Uh, well, I go through, I go into the horse tech stores and there's leather and I go sniffing saddles, so it's not just here. But, it's embarrassing. Um, you love me. <laughs> Still married, so that's a good thing. Yeah. Leather, to me, is... It's... Dignity. You watch these guys walk around here all decked out in their leather daddy outfits and their leather and their, their, their boy outfits and some of the women. And they just command, look at me, and respect. And they, they're very proud of what they're doing. They're very proud of their leather. And I think it's an honor to be able to be in a community with leather and know what leather really means. Is I'm in a family with somebody, and my leather's are special to me because someone gave them to me or it just camaraderie community family that's what i think leather means to me and we keep hearing community brought up over and over again from every person in leather which is so nice because in a society where everyone's on their own connecting is so hard well with the internet it's brought a lot of information out but it also has kind of sterilized us from each other because when we can sit there and we can, you know, tap away on the computer and talk to one another or do Skype, all these things, we don't actually have to leave our comfort, our comfort zone, and deal with the dirty, down with the dirty, nasty person that is behind that screen. And communities, it's changing a lot, in the past, especially in the past 10 years with the amount of influx of people coming in. Because they're finding it a lot easier versus the old days where you kind of knew somebody and you were vetted in With by a special something. handshake and you know, knock the, on the door. And, and, you know, but, you know. Speak easy. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, but the, the same thing with a lot of these letter clubs. That they had, someone had to vet you in there because the last thing you wanted was, you know, some, you know, some uh, peeping Tom perv kind of not understanding and not caring. And mm-hmm. now that the community is wide open after three movies and mm-hmm. how many books... You know, um, it's changing, and conferences like this, uh, I mean, for a while, a lot, a lot of the conferences, it was, uh, you know, blowjob 101, how to give great blowjob, um, you know, flogging 101, how you flow a flog. I mean, and for me, after 15 years of going to these things, I'm like, I, I can throw a flogger. I know my wife can give a blowjob. Um, <laughs> you know, something else. Yeah, yeah. I'm not here necessarily for the classes anymore. Mm-hmm. Or for the vendors, because there's only so many floggers that you can you can have and keep and such. You may replace one or two with something neat, but eventually the closet fills up. The closet fills yes. up, and you know, and you and you really kind of find yourself narrowing it down to these are my favorite toys, and you start donating to someone else. Yeah, you go. Okay. <laughs> so one thing we do want to uh, one last question we want to end with okay. is in the leather in the leather. Um, what do you want your legacy to be? 
this is the always the one that brings silence because it brings that serious look of well, oh, I you, gotta think about this. You, you don't want to say something foolish, of course. <laughs> yeah, to your legacy. Um, Have you ever thought about it? See, that's a different question. You so always you, think about it. Yeah, you always think about it. Um, for me, since I am a pony girl and I'm one of the few here in the Atlanta area, I want people to remember me as I portray the um, grace and elegance and stateliness of the pony play and that is not really bestiality or it's not about animals it's about me as a person enjoying what i do and servicing other people by carrying them on a cart down the road um just to remember me as hey that was a pretty good ride i've never been in a cart being pulled by a human but i didn't think of her as a human i saw her as a pony in leather because it smells good and i like to wear it and rope. And it looks pretty. It does. Well, I've got a brand new harness coming. So. Ooh. Um, but I just wanted to remember me as being able to give back to the community and saying, hey, they taught me, showed me something I never would have been able to have a chance of seeing. So. Being for me, my idea, my thought of the legacy is more of a question of um, the fact it's given back from what I received. Um at one point, I was homeless. Someone in the in the community helped me uh, get me back on my feet. Um, in turn, you know, we've done the same thing. I, that's you know, I think the beyond the the DS, beyond the um, you know, playing with the fun parts and all that. It's more of the as I said, it's a community ideal giving and and helping others. Um, I had someone who helped me greatly um, at a time of real need and now my legacy is is to repay them by doing the same with other people and bringing bringing what i can to help them maybe some of my experience maybe hell a, a couch to sleep on to get their you know to get their act together um as a, you know so they can they can pass on that gift onto the next person so much like having a grown grown adult children you know pre-made Adult mm-hmm. children, you can help them along, and hope they'll do the same thing you did to them to somebody else. And that's more of the idea of the community. Saving these events, it's a question of people meeting one another, um, building um, bonds and and uh, friendships and things like that that will last a lifetime. That's great. That is great because I think a lot of people just have such a incomplete image of what the leather community is, what the kink community is based on movies and media and what they say. And now the stories that we're hearing is far different. Well, I, so much more than that. I had, I had a friend who, someone came up and told him, said, BDSM is all about sex. He said, no, BDSM, I've had a lot of sex in BDSM, but it's not all about sex. Very true. <laughs> That is very true. I think that's the most most leading aspect of any of the kink communities because even in polyamory, it's not sex is not always on the table. No. So BDSM sex is not always an option there. So it's just let's beat each other up, let's have some fun, and call it a day. And that happens a lot. Is like if you go out and play at the clubs, I may meet him for the first time and play with him after we negotiate and all that. I may go home and sleep with my husband. Or. Mm-hmm. But not, I'm not going to sleep with him. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of sex in it, but that's not all about sex. 
It's about variety. Yeah. And that's what, <laughs> what that's what's, what's for some. Yeah, that's what life's about—a spice of variety. <laughs> yeah. It was like when I first got—I got a tattoo on my shoulder. It was the Triskelion, and I showed my sisters. They freaked out because they and they went and googled it and found saw all the bad stuff that happens in the lifestyle. And I come back and I, they confronted me and I said, "Look, it's not about that. It's yeah, there is some bad stuff in there. There's a lot of people that do things wrong, but it's about getting together, having a good time with people, community." Meet, meet, doing new things, just feeling at home and comfortable in your body and who you're with. And they kind of sort of understood. Then I finally took them out to the club with me. Then they understood. And you converted them yet? They're bedroom kinksters. <laughs> Which is perfectly fine. It, it's still a conversion, so which is great. That's still something. So, well, thank you thank very, you very much. much. You're welcome. <laughs> and this is John. All right, cool. <laughs> So we're here still at the Leather Leadership, and now I'm starting to ambush people to interview them because <laughs> I, it's fun having these conversations with them. Would you agree? Oh, totally. I've been having such a wonderful time here. Uh, the classes have been fantastic, but the people in the networking and um, the scotch have been absolutely fantastic. Scotch. <laughs> yeah, yes, go, yes. there's always leather and scotch. they got to go together, right? <laughs> now, yes, did you have some scotch. of our onyx punch? There's an onyx punch. Oh, yeah. he missed out last night? Yeah, he did. Oh, he he was downstairs out. because they were having the scotch with the 12, the 15, the 16, ah. and 18-year-old there. So, And th- that's like the punchline there. It's yeah, like... just kept going on and on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, we have members of the onyx? Yes, men of onyx. M- men of onyx. Okay, here to interview. Introduce yourself, gentlemen. Uh, well, I'm known as Legionnaire Onyx. I'm a member of the uh, Midwest chapter, the, the mother organization, uh, as folks say. Um, I've been with the organization probably, I would say, 22 of our 23 years um, in existence. Uh, wow, that's fabulous. Yeah, kind of fell, in, fell into leather uh, while I was in the Air Force stationed in Germany. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's who I am. I've been with the club uh, I'm, I'm an old timer, as they say. Yeah, <laughs> but you look very young for an old timer. Yes, well, you know, good good genetics are everything. So I, I think I'll Hell thank yeah. my I thank my mother for that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Daddy Rod. Go ahead. And um, I've been in Onyx now sixteen years. Yes, yeah, sixteen years. Seven? No, fifteen years. I'm sorry, fifteen years. But I've been in leather about twenty. I got my introduction into leather right when I was around seven. Because Started I'm young. Yeah. Oh my I know. But I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area. So the news would promote like leather, say, oh, these leather events were happening. So I was kind of intrigued by seeing Leatherman on TV. But then I really got involved after our college in 95 in San Francisco. So I've been in leather ever since. Cool. So tell us what is Men of Onyx? I'll let you tell it. Um, Onyx is an organization for men of color. Um, we provide networking opportunities for men of color that are interested in uh, the leather BDSM lifestyle, but may not necessarily um, be at their comfort level where they want to enter the community at large, or maybe just looking for entry uh, into the leather community. And um, so what we do is we provide visibility, networking opportunities. We have uh, bar nights, local events, charity events, and stuff, just to get our name out there and to let people know that, um, you know, to kind of break down the stigma that, 
you know, BDSM is 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 a white thing and 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 all that. So we kind of break down those barriers and stereotypes and and let people know that you know this is this is a lifestyle that's open and can be enjoyed by any and everybody uh, because we're very welcoming in our spaces. Uh, we're very um, we try to be welcoming no matter where we are and what we're doing. We like to have our parties where everybody can show up, mm-hmm. everybody can party with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though that we're a club for men of color, that's not to say that we can't have anybody be a member. There are membership right. levels for everyone, and that's the one thing that we always try to stress mm-hmm. when we're uh, when we're out and about doing our thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you throw an excellent party. Last night was fabulous. <laughs> there was like yeah. food everywhere, chips, <laughs> alcohol. Mm-hmm. The only thing I couldn't find was water. That's the only reason. And we had well, water. And yeah, we actually did have water. Yeah, yeah and I was looking for it. I'm like, but no. people making beelines at the Onyx Park. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I was trying to sober up there. You know that that was yeah, the, yeah. the, punch, the punch tends to be the highlight. Yeah, that. that that was going around like circles. I'm like, no, because well, by the time I came to the party, I was two bottles in and Moscato. So I'm like, I need to sober up, but I didn't want to socialize. <laughs> so I know we're here in Atlanta, but you guys have multiple chapters across the nation? Yes, we have nine chapters. Nine. Uh, Chicago is our mother chapter. Then we oh, followed yeah. by Atlanta, which was founded in 99. Uh, New York was 2002. D.C., Mid-Atlantic was 2005. Uh, after that was Southwest in LA in ni- 2013, 14. Yeah, 2014. 2014. Great Lakes, 2015. Then this past year, we had three new chapters Deep South in Fort Lauderdale, oh, okay. Lone Star in Dallas, and Northwest, which is based in San Francisco. So we have nine chapters. We pretty much touch each region of the country. Oh, that's fabulous. Yeah. Very cool that we have some local now. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, we need to connect you with our Onyx brothers and sisters in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, fabulous. Yeah, Yeah. because that... that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Fort Lauderdale laughs> a fun place. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think this is like my first introduction to Onyx there, or I think was there some representation at Sex Down We South? had um, I, well, I, well, Marla's part of the Pearls. Or, okay, the, the South Pearls. Okay, she yeah. is that's how you got your introduction. The Onyx Pearls, yeah, that's right. Like, yeah, because yeah. yeah. I knew about the girls. It was not so so much Onyx the Pearls is a sister organization of the Onyx Men. So that's and we have three chapters. Well. Three that are currently formed, which is Atlanta, Southeast, Mid-Atlantic, D.C., uh-huh. Northeast, New York, and now, do you know Taisha Best? Do you know Taisha Best? So. I don't think so, Okay, yeah. she's forming Deep South, which would be in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. Yeah. So that's great, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we're more like the sex educators, so that's why we're just kind of branding out to the various different lifestyles, the leather, the okay. kink, yeah. the BDSM, okay. polyamory, yeah. so that way we're educating also our listeners. It's like, look, there's, you know, it's like, you know... Baskin Robbins. There's 33 flavors of ice cream. Guess right. what? There's 33 Absolutely. different flavors oh, yeah. of sex. However, you want to mm-hmm. learn, and it's like, exactly. and sometimes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thirty plus, you exactly. You know, right, and right. what are some myths about the leather community that people might know? It's like, is it always automatically about sex, or is it more about community? Yeah, there's a. I find that a lot of the myths come from the the place where. Um, they think it's all about sex. Mm-hmm. And while it is a lot about sex, yes. because we enjoy it, it's, it's, not, it's not the be-all, end-all. But a lot of it is about the alternative relationships that we build, um, the way that we connect with each other, mm-hmm. um, that, that may be off the beaten path. 
Um, so, you know, and it's, and it's how we, and I think it's how we in the community define and look at sex and navigate sex. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that creates a lot of the myth and mystery. Um, you know, especially when you talk about BDSM where there's, uh, kink and things like that going on. And you have to explain to people that, you know, these people are doing things that they want to do, you know, even though it may, you know, look strange from the outside. I mean, there's the, 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 the key word or the, or the catchphrase is consent. And they, these are the things that people are consenting to do. And, um, and at the end of the day, we're, we're all just enjoying each other and not forcing anyone or coerc- coercing anyone into doing anything that they don't want to do. And I think for us, for Onyx, why we're so important, I believe, especially with people of color just getting more in tune with their sexuality, mm-hmm. the visuals of leather initially for most people are just mainly white men and women. That's True. all they yeah. that's all they see. Right. Blue so Oyster from Police Academy. You know, yeah. everything. Yeah. You know, exactly. you know, exactly. So to see great <laughs> men of color and women of color of every, you know, from black to Latino, Asian, Arab, whatever. Oh, yeah. And, you know, visuals are important because if you see someone like yourself, like, oh, my God, there's another. Let's say, for instance, I'm Arabic or Arab. Oh, my God, there's another Arab brother who likes to be flogged. I never knew. Maybe I thought for some reason they think they're the only one until they come to one of our events or maybe a major leather event. They see others. They're like, oh, my God. Yeah, where have you been all my life? So the importance for that and the importance, I think, for also with Onyx, we really help demystify those stigmas uh-huh. and those stereotypes and everything like that and then realize like it can you can be kinky and beautiful at the same time and it's yeah. a beautiful thing my, the shirt i always wear kinky per- pervert and proud nice. i want Love one it. yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah my uh my pin collection and my shirt collection of things i can't wear at work just keeps getting larger and larger i'm thinking yeah. i need a bigger closet Fairly soon. Yeah, my next house will have a nice walk-in closet. (laughs) (laughs) Now, do you guys have, like, an official conference like you have um, as Onyx? Well, what we have, um, we have um, uh, an annual celebration. Well, it's it's biannual now, but it's called Blackout, which is basically the anniversary of the organization, which was founded uh, in October. So we generally try to target around... Uh, Columbus Day weekend. Mm-hmm. And of course, with um, Chicago being the mother chapter, it was held in Chicago uh, initially for a while, but then it branched out and now different chapters are able to host. Okay. Um, so we, um, I mean, it's a, it's a weekend filled with events. I mean, play parties, uh, socials, uh, we do educational opportunities, all kinds of things. We try to make it a you know, a fun, full weekend Mm -hmm. for all of us to come together from across the country to celebrate the club. Uh, You know, we welcome Mm -hmm. guests, of course, uh, that want to celebrate with us. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it's been it's been a great experience. Uh, We just experienced our 20th anniversary not too long ago. And our next um, blackout will actually occur uh, next year in 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 L.A. In L.A. So our. Southeast, uh, uh, Southwest chapter. chapter will be hosting for the first time, and we are very excited about that. Well, road trip. <laughs> yeah. Any excuse to go out to L.A. Yeah. Yes. With yes. a group of fun, kinky Seriously. people. Exactly. Seriously. Exactly. So I want to ask you guys a question we've been asking everyone here at, at the conference. And, okay. yeah. the, the, again, the leather lifestyle that we're in, mm-hmm. what would you like your legacy to be? Ooh. 
<laughs> you see, and there's that dramatic pause that I'm talking about every time I ask that question. Yeah, it's I bad think we for can't me, have the videos like the, the look. It's like, ooh. <laughs> I think for me personally, my introduction into leather when I really decided to get involved was that mentoring people there to answer my questions. They're not; they may have been attracted to me, and they might wanted to beat me and do whatever they wanted to do, but they saw my passion about learning. And they took the time to teach me about the protocols, the history of leather. And anyone who knows me knows that I'm, that's what I'm passionate about. So I want to make, I get hit up all the time on various social media outlets. Tell me about what does BDSM mean? What is leather all about? So I do my part to educate them. And then I know everyone's different and some people want to go head deep into it first. Some other want to do baby steps. And I recognize that, but I will let them know. I let them know that I'm there for them to answer their question. So I want to just make. I guess my legacy is I want to be known as like I, I was there to teach people. That's my thing. Yeah, and I think for me, I, I wanted. I like my legacy to be that of understanding that I was part of an organization that was important, that 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 was able to maintain our importance and status for people of color uh, in the community. Um, because for me. I don't know. I can I can safely say that without Onyx, there is a lot of places in my my leather journey that I wouldn't have explored. I mean, being a part of Onyx allowed me to be a title holder twice over and allowed me to find it in myself to be in a space where I can stand on the IML stage. And I don't know that I would have done that without without that kind of support and without that kind of without that kind of family that was pushing me forward to say, hey, you, you can, can do, do this. You can, mm -hmm. you can represent just like anybody else, and you have something that you can offer. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's important. That's, yeah. that's really important. Yes, I definitely, um, what, opening ceremonies, that was very yeah. impressive seeing all you guys up there. And then yeah. I, I was just kind of confused with the uh, vegan and the leather group. That was, I'm like, wait a minute, there's a vegan oh, vegetarian. Optimist. <laughs> optimist. And the yes. leather, how does that work? I'm just kind of confused. Yeah. I know you won't eat meat, but you wear meat. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, it just looks that damn good. <laughs> I know it looked really good. I love this beanie hat. I want his beanie hat there. So it was just like, but it, it just kind of made me like, huh. But it's great to see that community, mm -hmm. seeing that camaraderie and, yeah. you know, love and respect and, yeah. you know, be educated, you know. Yeah. And so where could our listeners find more information about the group or resource or, you know, the various different chapters? How could they get in contact with Onyx of Men? Um, our main website is onyxmen.com. Mm -hmm. It'll link you to all of our chapter websites. You just go onyxmen.com. You'll see a tab for chapters. Tap on there. You read our mission statement. We post all our flyers to any future events that are going to be happening in each chapter. Um, we're also on Facebook. I think, what's, our, what's our page on Facebook? I forgot. Is it the Brotherhood of Onyx or something like that? Onyx the Brotherhood. Onyx the Brotherhood. But anyway, if you want to specifically reach to me, I'm Rodney Onyx on Facebook. I can link you to all the leather groups regarding <laughs> Onyx. And I'm kind of the de facto social media person with Onyx. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, social you are. We're also on uh, <laughs> yes. Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, under Onyx Men. Or, and I think it's, no, Instagram with Men of Onyx. Men yeah. dot of dot Onyx. And I yeah. think, yeah. But, but all those, but all those links can be found, uh, through our main site, which main is onyxmen.com. Onyx yeah. Because even being linked to the individual, um, chapters, 
we make sure that we have links to all of our yeah. social media presence. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's where yeah. to reach us. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's definitely very community oriented. And oh, I think that's sure. a lot of things that people don't understand when it comes to leather. And, yes. you know, we, we learned that quite a bit this weekend because, like, this is our first leather event that we've attended. Mm-hmm. And it's been fantastic. And just seeing how everyone came together <laughs> to raise money for the scholarship. I mean, over $10,000 <laughs> yeah. yeah. in Bam. one weekend for yeah. a scholarship oh, fund. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, but. Yeah, we had our adventures there. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different story, a different podcast. <laughs> well, thanks very much, Sean. Oh, you're very welcome. And that was uh, Daddy Rod and yeah. Legionnaire. I love that name, Legionnaire. Thank you. <laughs> thanks a lot, guys. No problem. Right, you're welcome. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our show tonight. You can find us on our webpage, livingasexpositivelife.com. On social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on Living a Sex Positive Life, where you follow all our stories and adventures. You can find me on all social media as Miss Angelique Luna. And you can find me on Facebook and Twitter as John C. Luna. Please reach out and let us know how we're doing. Please like, share all our contents, leave your opinions, comments, complaints. We accept it all. But we also like to thank our sponsor, The Woodshed. You can find them on their webpage, thewoodshedorlando.com. And they're also on FetLife and Facebook, where you could see a lot of their events and promotions going on. So thank you very much for uh, joining tonight. (laughs) Thank you. Have a good night, everyone. Bye. Bye.